Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you want to have fun and have scratchers to scratch, there's a playful way you can do just that. Scratch with the key or acrylic nail. Scratch with the quill from a porcupine tail. Use a belt buckle from your friend Lamar. Or scratch with your pick while you play guitar. You can scratch in a bunch of different playful ways. Scratchers from the California Lottery. A little play can make your day. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. And welcome back to Little Cuts, our weekly mini-sode where we dig into the things that we've been watching recently, I think. I'm Terry. Yes, that is correct. I think correct. I'm Terry. I, <laughs> I think I'm Terry. I think I'm Mary Beth. Who knows? But this week we're chatting about Christopher Abbott on his bullshit again. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Yoga found footage, a quintessential teen sex comedy but make it gay. Uh, one of MB's new favorites of 2023, messy queers, and a weird stalker movie. Okay, can we talk about like the fucking nightmare timeline we're currently living in in this world before we jump in in terms of the grimace shake incident tiktok and miranda sings being a groomer and apologizing via ukulele and like the submarine i just like was sitting on my phone looking at tiktok and just thinking like what is happening yeah i was i honestly it's so funny that you say that because my first thing is be like before we talk about things what is what is your thoughts on this whole grimace found footage thing? Did you see my article I wrote about it today? No, I didn't. I, I've been been real busy. I wrote a whole article about it because I am obsessed with it. I am so happy. So this is like this is this is okay. 
I'm getting excited because this is like this is my catnip. This is my shit. Mm-hmm. This is like the mm-hmm. this is the things I like evangelize about why TikTok, with all of its problems, is an incredibly important platform and how we are seeing new kinds of horror and horror ideas being formed and filmed by people with no money and iPhones. And it's so cool because they have taken a fucking massive corporation's stupid marketing scheme for a blueberry yogurt flavored milkshake for a purple menace's birthday. It's like the dumbest thing ever. But guess what? It has fucking like shaped the internet and in terms of like digital horror now, like what is happening? I love that in my article I wrote like, now this is ethical consumption under capitalism because we are taking the massive marketing scheme and turning it into a literal horror show. Because basically for anyone who's not familiar, the Grimace Shake came out and someone made a video where they tried it and instead of it being delicious, they like something terrible happened to them. Like very found footage, you like film something terrible happening to them. And so now it's a trend where users are getting the shake and then like something terrible, like the ranges of things happening, but it's a found, it's a found footage movie. And it's so cool to see how people have created, like what people have done in, in terms of making them and how fucking really freaky is. some of them are. Yeah. Like I know I, it's a parody I, with a Grimace shake, but like some of them are really kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't know this was a thing. Like I, it's, I've not come across it on TikTok, but I bet you after this conversation I will, but I've seen you like will. people I've destroyed posting your algorithm already. I know. This conversation. I've seen people post a... <laughs> clips of it on on tick on twitter and i was like yeah this is actually pretty gnarly looking like it's it's looks like some so, of it looks almost like old school vhs type i'm of- gonna send you i so look i made a whole collection on my tiktok of grimace videos because as soon as i saw it was happening i was like i'm writing an article about this this is what it means to be a journalist i was like i have no brain space but i have to write about this because this is like so much like i said my shit that I can't not write about it. Like I need to have my voice in this conversation because it is a very important topic to me. Not Grimace, but the the found footage. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the Grimace. purple menace. Not the purple menace. What is Grimace? So Josh Korn got friend of the show um, gaslit me and told me he was a taste bud. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? He's a taste bud? He's like, no, but now I'm going to write an article about him being a taste bud. <laughs> oh, Paprina Pr- says that he is a moldy chicken nugget. I think he looks like a butt plug. He looks like a butt plug on mm. legs. Mm, he does, yes. So yes. I don't know, but I don't know what he is. But all I know is that he his his birthday has like fundamentally destroyed the internet. And so and, this is such a fucking boomer ass <laughs> thing to say, but the number of children who are buying these milkshakes and then throwing them everywhere and wasting food, like I know it's a fucking milkshake and it doesn't matter. But for some reason, like that in my mind just irks me so much. Yeah. It's so dumb. But <laughs> here I am, a fucking old ass woman being like, don't waste your grimace milkshake. You gotta drink the whole meanwhile the, my only thought when i saw this commercial is like no i went through this with 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 cold stone <laughs> i am not Stop. eating something that is not the color that it's not supposed to be because that was a nightmare like i feel like it's a little bit better with the grimace one because it's blueberries apparently and it's like and blueberries are kind of that color when you blend them up i guess okay but i don't know if 
that is me giving way too much credit to the, the, the massive fast food corporation that is McDonald's. I won't do it. We ordered McDonald's no. the other night and Steve's like, get a Grimace shake. I'm like, I don't want it. Like, I don't have any desire to, I, if I'm going to get a milkshake, it's chocolate I'm, or like something like that. I'm not getting a blueberry milkshake. Sorry. <laughs> I honestly thought it was going to be grape and I was like, that would be horrible. You grape. <laughs> yeah. I have I have no interest, but I mean, like I lose. I make the jokes about the grimace shake stuff, but like capitalism still wins. It's like free. It, it's free marketing for McDonald's, but like you know mm-hmm. what? In this world, there's only so many things to find joy in. So if I'm gonna find joy in this, then I'm going to because who? It, fuck it, you know. <laughs> this is how I feel. Ending. That's true nihilism. Everything kind of shitty. So like, <laughs> fuck it's you know whatever. Also, I don't. I don't want to like because we have a lot to talk about. But the Miranda <laughs> sings thing. I know. I just can't. I it's not fun. I'm laughing because it's so fucking dark. It's not funny. It's but it's like how more insane can 2023 get? Ever since Donald Trump was elected president, every year has been progressively more insane. And I just am like, and as Propertia says, believe. satire is truly dead. Like there's just, there's, it's every, reality is so ridiculous that it's like, we can't even make fun of it because no one could think of anything that fucking unhinged. I, I truly believe that, because like they turned on the Hadron Collider like the year before or like a little bit before Trump's, win i literally believe that i'm starting to believe the conspiracy theorists that that actually switched us into a different dimension because things have not been right ever since that man took office yeah i mean like i've never heard that before but like you know i I kind of i would buy into that as like a yeah i mean if if someone told me that was (laughs) if someone (laughs) if if the news came out tomorrow that's confirmed that it's true i'd be like yeah I wouldn't that be that surprised. I wouldn't be that surprised. I don't believe <laughs> that. Fully but shrug, if it... <laughs> find some memes. Absolutely. Like at this point, that is the only thing that truly makes sense of the way things have changed in the last what eight years. Uh yeah. And if anyone's not aware of this, uh, Miranda Sings, who is this is incredible. I was trying to tell Steve about this, and he was like, "I don't know who you're talking about." I'm like, "My sweet summer child. I wish I didn't know who Miranda Sings was." I used was. to watch her videos. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought she was so annoying for so long. She was. She um, was. I I used to watch her videos, and I tried watching her Netflix show. I could not get into oh. that. But. So this woman like overdraws her lipstick and like acts mm-hmm. like a like an idiotic child. I don't really understand it's it. It's like Rachel never... Berry before Rachel Berry was like a teenager from Glee. Like that is basically. Yeah. It's just like kind of cringe, but she had a lot of young fans because she, did. she was, it was like very kid humor. It was very like kind of slapsticky, It was, but there was also cringe humor, humor too. I, again, I didn't watch anything. I just like, this mm-hmm. is what I glean. And like, I've seen a couple of her videos, but I turned them off. I'm like, I can't do the voice. It's like the voice throws me off. But she's accused of grooming young fans, like sending them lingerie and like all this weird, cringy shit. And then uh, it's been going on for weeks. And then uh, recently this week, she put out a video addressing the rumors via song on her ukulele. Because once again, we are back in 2015. <laughs> where and Manic someone... Pixie Dream Girls are playing the ukulele on YouTube. <laughs> And someone pointed out that that she made it 10 minutes and 20 seconds so that she could get that ad money. Even though she even says, like, about, like, makes a quip about monetizing, like, her bolt, like, and people getting, making money off of her. And then she fucking gets monetization off of her. Ever, 
fuck. Well, anyway, Christopher Abbott on his bullshit again. I'm just like <laughs> buffering. So one of the movies I was really looking forward to watching this year finally hit VOD last week. And um, it is Sanctuary. Margaret Qualley and Christopher Abbott doing some fucking BDSM shit. Yeah. To, well, to a degree. To a like, degree. It okay. is, it's definitely. So it opens up with um, Hal, played by Christopher Abbott who is in this beautiful hotel room that what I really like about this is the production design makes this room very opulent, but it also seems to like clash. So it gives it sort of like an oppressively uncomfortable feel to it. And we spend pretty much, we spend the entire movie either in that hotel room or in the, uh, the hallway leading out to the elevators. And so we're in here this entire time and it's very oppressive. It's the colors are very weird. It has like, it feels horror movie even though it's not. And it's helped along with the horror because it's scored by Ariel Marks, who is becoming one of my favorite composers. She composed. She's uh, fucking incredible. Yeah. She composed Shiva baby and she, uh, next exit. I always forget. Is it next exit or is it last? I think it's next exit. Which one? Next Next exit exit is the Mm -hmm. Molly Elfman one. Yes, she okay. composed that as well. Um, and she she composed Birth and Re slash Rebirth, which is either out or is coming yes. out sometime soon. It's coming out in August. Okay. And she apparently composed an episode of this season's Black Mirror. So, like, she understands how to make people uncomfortable. And the music in here is different than I would say she's done before. There's a little bit of jazz influences and stuff, but it still has these moments of, like, tension and horror for something that is not a horror movie. And I'm loving this new way that they are people are using music to add horror to something that isn't on the surface a horrific thing and i'm loving that and she is absolutely fantastic i would god i would love to have her on the show to pick her brain i really would because i love her i know i I love love her okay so anyway hal is the son of like a hotel magnet and he pat the man his father passed away recently and he is um becoming the new um owner of this of this company and he doesn't seem to be very interested in it and this woman comes to his door um named rebecca played by margaret quayley and she walks in and she is dressed to perfection she has a briefcase she puts it on the table she's putting out this paper and she's like this is where we need to sign and she's asking all these questions they start to get very personal height weight last time he's had sex basically yes and then like she says something and he stops and he's like that's not in the script and he has created this whole script that he wants her to do that is basically demeaning him in a way and controlling him and it turns out that she is um a dominatrix and he hires her and has been hiring her as sort of like therapy through sex in a way i would say but, it, but, but like it's no contact so there's like really no she's not doing anything to okay him. okay so there's a lot of like mi- like mind like more like mind games kind of situation yep and then okay. so once you you find out that's happening then it, it starts to go from there and you're not really sure if what is happening is real or if it's a scripted event that he is creating because it's a very he has like this whole script that's very lavish that he wants her to do and she and he wants her to do it precisely a specific way oh. and they start talking and he ends up he ends up getting off and then he's like well this is the last time and she does not take that well and then it becomes this mind game thriller between the two of them in this hotel room as she is basically threatening to destroy his life and 
you still don't know, is this real or is this still a continuation of the game? And it plays with that a bit. I really like this movie. It is oddly sexual in a way that does not have much or any nudity. I don't think there's any nudity. Oh, fuck yeah. I love that. Not that I'm against nudity, but... No, no. I mean, I'm not at all. But But it definitely... If you listen to this podcast, you know how we feel about (laughs) Anyway. Ooh, (laughs) sorry. Just being a little bit spicy today. A little saucy. It's it's really good. I really enjoyed this one. I love I love the Christopher Abbott who is a very handsome man. He oozes very traditional masculine type like features, and yet he takes roles that are so different. I mean, he's, in piercing. Oh, he's so good at being a kind of a pathetic little worm. He's such a good little he worm. Really is. He's a good worm. But I think about how he like through his choices of, of character sort of subverts the idea of like the traditional masculine hero. Cause we see him in like possessor yeah. or in piercing or in this, and he is just doing some, or in black bear, he's doing some interesting things oh, with yeah. his character choices. And I love it. I love it. And this movie was a lot of fun. I really, I really recommend it called sanctuary. It's out now on VOD. So okay. Well, I'm very one. excited. I'm so excited to see this because I have, I think I've been hearing about it for a while and the poster is really hot. I love a good movie about a woman just kind of having power over a dude and kind of like making him feel like shit. It is <laughs> so. like the most sordid romantic comedy I've ever seen. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm so stoked to watch Like, it. I really want to talk about the endings. The ending just, like, made me laugh so hard. It Because it just, it does some really wild things. And this movie is just, I don't know, it's something special. But Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. That's Sanctuary. I need to hear about yoga found footage because just those words together is like Grimace found footage. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so I am covering the Chattanooga Film Festival virtually uh, currently. And this year I have seen some really interesting stuff. So all the movies I'm talking about today are from Chattanooga. Um, okay. Because I've seen some really, I've seen some icky stuff, but I've also seen some really cool stuff. Yoga found footage. This is Mind, Body, Spirit. It's directed by Matthew Miranda and um, Alex Heens. I don't say it. Alex Heens. And it is about a young woman who, after the death of her grandmother, moves into her grandmother's house in an effort to try to find herself. And she decides to start a YouTube channel and do yoga and become a yoga influencer and, like, find herself, you know, in the traditional white woman way of co-opting other cultures to find herself. As she was... Um, as she is like trying to find herself, something knocks a book off of a shelf and reveals a door behind the shelf. And she finds in the ha- she finds a secret hidden room where it looks like her grandmother did rituals. And she finds this spooky journal that is the most cursed looking thing I've ever seen. And she decides, oh, this is a ritual that will help me get connected to my grandmother. So I should try to do this instead of yoga. So it's again, once again, like she's slipping in between cultural identities in terms Mm. of like what I want to do, like what I need to find myself. And so it's pretty predictable in terms of like, okay, she reads from the spooky book. What do you think happens kind of situation? You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily like super original in that regard in terms of the structure And it's pretty predictable. But the thing that I really liked about it is even though it's predictable, they play with the trope so well and play with format really well. So it's like, I don't mind that it's kind of predictable because what they're doing is so interesting to watch and to experience. So it's framed as 
like it's framed like you're going onto YouTube. Like you open, we open on a computer and like okay. you're clicking on a video. And so it's like you're watching her channel and her channel becomes, goes from the yoga practices to like vlogging about finding herself and like with this journal she found from her grandmother. And so my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this is that there are ad breaks and they produced really good looking ads to go, that they to kind of insert strategically throughout the movie. Oh, wow. That involve another fitness influencer who is like the ideal like yoga influencer. So it's kind of this really interesting contrast between influencer slash someone who's just trying, like who's trying to do that. And they're used to break tension in a really cool way. Um, and they oh, kind wow. of jolt you out of it. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really cool how they do that and how they use it. I was super impressed with that and they do some really and so they use slavic culture as like the inspiration for like her grandmother which is something i don't think you see a lot of in horror and also they're not trying thankfully to like take the yoga thing like oh it's like an asian thing like they they very much stay in their lane in terms of whiteness and trying to call attention to that which again like a yoga found footage movie could go very poorly very quickly but this one does not try to like they they know what they're who they are and what they're saying so they they make it make more sense which i love because again we're not like gonna make it some mystical thing and yeah i was just like the so like the conceit is so interesting and i love that with the conceit being so interesting it follows through and being a really entertaining found footage movie and i think that they're playing with the rules in a really in a really cool way and they're understanding how to make a good found footage but also working within the idea of like algorithms and youtube and yeah this was a really cool one that i got to see at the fest so it doesn't have any distribution yet but i think after some of the reactions i've seen it's i can i have a feeling we'll hear we will hear more about it soon that sounds cool yeah it was really cool um because like when you were describing yeah. it i was like okay where does the found footage angle come in and then you and then you said the youtube and it's like oh that's perfect with the ad yeah. breaks Mwah. Yeah, so it's like some stuff with her having her laptop set up and when she's not looking, something is moving the laptop around mm-hmm. or camera. She doesn't, they don't really explain how she's recording, but like whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool. So that's mind, Sweet. body, spirit. Yeah. Okay, I want to hear about this uh, quintessential, quintessential, <laughs> quintessential teen sex comedy, but make it gay. So I uh, managed to uh, take... Uh, participate in a um, Q&A junket-ish thing for Bottoms, the new movie from Emma Seligman. Seligman? Oh, yeah. Seligman. Who also directed <laughs> Shiva Baby uh, <laughs> and stars Rachel Sennett. Sennott? Why can't I know how to pronounce names? Know. Who's also in Shiva Baby. It's co-written by the two of them, directed by Emma, and stars um, Rachel as well as Ayo Edibiri. Ayo Edibiri. I can't pronounce. Yes. <laughs> who I loved in, um, and still loved. I haven't started it yet, but The Bear. She's fantastic yes. in that. In theater camp. She's so funny in theater oh, camp. Oh, she's so good in theater camp. Yes. Oh my God. That's right. I love she's her. She's fucking hysterical. She's so funny in everything. And if you don't follow her on TikTok, you should. She's real fucking funny on TikTok. Oh, she on TikTok? I'm going to follow <laughs> yes, her Yes. And she posts like behind the scenes stuff with guys from The Bear. It's really funny. <laughs> Oh, I okay. I am I am following her right when we're done recording this because I yeah. love her. She was the first thing I'd ever that I had ever realized I'd seen her in was the bear, and I was like, this is someone to watch. And then of course theater camp, and now this, and so this is about two queer high school students who um, end up accidentally starting a fight club. 
with the goal to have sex with um, some uh, 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 another girl at school before graduation. So it takes like this idea of American Pie, the sort of want to lose our virginity by the end of the year, but makes it all women, all queer, and adds Fight Club and some very surreal, out of this world humor as it like reaches its bizarre ass climax that is somehow the quintessential American teen comedy ending, but so over the top and wild that it just, it's it's so great. And- Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so this is, um so so again, Rachel and um, um, a- Ao, why can't I Ao? I think it's Ao, Ao. I apologize. So Rachel and Ao um, are friends. They um, are the quote unquote ugly gays. And it's not that they're gay. It's that they're not cool. They're not popular. They don't do anything. They're looked down upon. And it's, they, 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 there's this guy played uh, named Jeff who is the football, the football team is always wearing their football uniforms to school. Like every <laughs> single time you see them, they're in nothing but their funeral, fu- uh, funeral? <laughs> Jesus Christ, football <laughs> outfits. What the fuck? Funeral outfits. I tell you, I don't know what is going on with my brain this week. <laughs> so the, the, there's a clash between them and there's this whole like self-defense class that they establish that turns into a fight club. Um, we have a lot of queer music. King Princess has a song in it. There's crushes that they that each one of them are trying to go after and you are using this to to get closer to everybody. And they're just they're messy. They're they're funny and it takes a lot of tropes and it takes a lot of um, aesthetics from the early aughts. Like the, one of them, there's characters wearing juicy uh, clothes. There's like the one time there's a cell phone, it's a razor. <laughs> so like it's set in this undistinguished time period, but it still is pulling references. They go to a 50s diner at one point. So it's like hitting all these tropes and all these moments that are in a lot of typical, usually straight white male sex comedies and are kind of smushing it together into this weird, surreal, hilarious movie and i absolutely loved it it's coming out in theaters in august so you have a while until you can watch it but i really like this one i really i'm so excited i was already excited now i'm even more excited to watch it it's it's wild it's a wild that sounds like the lesbian teen comedy that i needed when i was in high school exactly exactly and marshawn lynch is in it and he is very funny the uh the football player really funny in this just oh an all-around good time. Okay. Wow. All right. He cool. is so funny in Murderville. That's right. He was in Murderville. He was the best one in Murderville. You're right. He is, and he's really good at this. He plays sort of like they. So they, if they want to do um, an after-school activity, they have to get a teacher, and so then they approach him to be the teacher of their feminist fight club. <laughs> And it's so it's so fucking funny. Oh <laughs> my god. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. sold me. Add this to your list. August twenty fifth. It's gonna be great. Swerving a bit. One of your favorites of twenty twenty three. I think I know what this one is. Yeah. So this is so not at all like bottom. So we're just really swinging, <laughs> swinging to the other one, other side. So this is a, a movie that I tweeted about. It's called Soft Liquid Center. And yeah. it is really fucking good. <laughs> um, it's very much a me movie. It's incredibly mm-hmm. mumble gore. So it's like, I'm saying this off the bat because I know that it's like, people will come from my ass and be like, it was boring. I'm like, yeah, but if you don't like mumble gore, you're not going to like it. But if you love mumble gore and are really into like weird, vibey, slow burn, weird shit, it's incredibly for you. So this is directed by uh, Perry Home Video, which is a duo of directors, a um, duo of directors 
And this movie follows a woman who's moved out into a new apartment um, after leaving an abusive ex. And then all of a sudden, her weird things are happening to her and around her house and kind of disrupts her peace. And like, wow, shocking to everyone. This movie is a really interesting look at abuse and my my worst personal nightmare of what happens when you leave your ex, your abusive ex and he will not leave you alone and goes to even <laughs> supernatural means to bother you and it becomes this like super fucking cool vibey weird movie that like there are nightmare sequences and the reality sequences but they like they all bleed together so you're not really sure like where she is and what is happening at some times and there's these really amazing sequences where the camera is like a ghost watching her from like places and there's these just beautifully shot sequences in nature and it's one of these movies it's like really hard to explain because the the premise is so simple but the execution is so gorgeous and i don't want to spoil how this is executed in terms of some of the twists and turns that happen but like there's an incredible sequence where steph holmbo who plays our lead is like doing comes home from the grocery store with the watermelon thinks that there's something in the watermelon and sits on the floor and fucking guts an entire watermelon and it's like this long take of this woman who like thinks that she's like saw something but also feels paranoid like ripping apart this watermelon and it's like it sounds so artsy and annoying i know but there's something about it that's like really cool and kind of fucked up and bizarre and I just loved everything about what it was doing and it worked so well for me. And it probably will only work for like four other people. But when I tell you like this is one of the th- best things I've seen this year, like it's just, it's so fucking good. That, that sounds I interesting. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I, well, and that's kind of the thing I do like about Chattanooga. I'm not covering it this year, but it's one of the things I like about him is that there are a whole bevy of different kinds of movies there it's sort of like the panic fest as well these two i think play movies that might not be seen other places but this sounds really sounds really intriguing it is and again like if you are willing to like give yourself over to this movie like you are going to come out a changed person and i know that sounds hyperbolic but like i don't know man this is just another one of those movies where it's talking about like really heavy shit but it's doing it in such a creative and careful way that's all about showing not telling and Mm -hmm. really asking you to engage with the vibe and like lose yourself into the story and like not just ask for things to be spoon fed for you but for you to really like feel like you're part of this world and they do such a good job about integrating you into what's going on and if you're willing to really buy into that then like you it's it's so it's weird like in that in a way that it feels like it's like dissociative positive yeah that's my weird artsy shit that i like messy queers (laughs) which when i type this i just started realizing that you know the bottoms movie is also messy queers like i love i love messy queers i love that we're getting a lot more of these but this is one the best thing ever it's just i'm it's just makes me feel so validated in my own identity as a person Mm -hmm. and it's just so beautiful anyway what yeah i agree and this movie isn't from this year this movie is actually back from i think 2015 um and i remember seeing an article on polygon that was talking about it was from like i think it was from like last year and 
it was talking about this, uh, you know, some queer movies to watch during Pride, you know, one mm-hmm. of those types of things. And I remember seeing this this movie then and going, ooh, I should, I want to watch that sometime and didn't. And then it was last weekend, last Saturday night, I was in bed. I went to bed. I was in bed earlier than I normally am. And I was like, I just want to watch something in bed. And I was like, what do I want to watch? I want to watch something queer. And so I'm like Googling like queer comedies to try to find something to watch. And I stumbled again on this Polygon article and I was like, ooh. This is the perfect time to watch Appropriate Behavior. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, I have heard of this. It's directed and co-written and starring Desiree Akavan. Oh, yes. Okay. So she, yes, 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 yes. Akavan. Yeah, Desiree Akavan. 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 Okay. But it's, her name is, her character in this is Shirin and she is kind of struggling to be like the ideal Persian daughter who is like, she's not out to her parents. Her parents are from Iran. Um, mm-hmm. She makes a comment at one point because she has this this girlfriend named Maxine who um, is very upset. Uh, Maxine's played by Rebecca, Rebecca Henderson, um, who I've seen in a bunch of things. She was in Russian Doll. She was in Werewolves Within. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Maxine is out and proud. Shirin, Shirin is not out to her family or her her brothers or her parents. And it's a, it's a bone of contention between the two of them. But as Shirin says, Maxine, you're not from a country that stones gay people. And so like there's this this tension here where like her parents have left Iran and are living in the United States, but they're still kind of she still sees them as traditional. She's kind yeah. of the black, uh, the um, the black sheep of the family. Her brother is like, I think he's a doctor or something, and he's getting engaged to this woman, and like they're having happy, they're they're all happy together. And her father's asking her, "You haven't had any men come by?" And she's like, "No, no men." He's like, "Good, I have to get my shotgun." Ha ha ha! And so there's like this very cringe humor, and I would say this is sort of like a mumblecore um, movie in some way okay. because what what it does is. It's following her as she is trying to navigate her identity. She is just broken up with when the movie opens, she has just broken up with Maxine. And we start to see her trying to navigate what what she okay. is. And she's kind of a chaotic bisexual. Oh, is she, as my shirt says, a bisexual menace? <laughs> she is a bisexual menace. And she um so we were following her like post breakup with Maxine. And then there's also flashbacks of, of her with Maxine when they're together. And so we sort of see how their relationship um, fell apart and also seeing how she's kind of trying to continue onward. There's mm-hmm. there, it's, there's a lot of cringe comedy. I would say it definitely has some um, mumblecore type of, of feel to it. There's okay. one scene in particular that just like it worked so well for me because there's there's one moment cause, that she is at a bar and she gets picked up by this man and this, and this woman. Um, husband and wife and she goes back to their place and they start fooling around a bit and then you can see on her face this like conflicted feeling of of what is going on here is this what i want to be doing is this Mm -hmm. what i want to do i'm kind of enjoying this but i'm also feeling very awkward about it and it's just she is so expressive in this role that is it's very it's she's very watchable and this movie was very uncomfortable at times but also very funny if you like that way there's this one one moment and it's the moment that actually got me interested in the movie because Polygon had posted a clip of an underwear shopping scene with her and Maxine and they're going to, to shop for underwear. And it's just so cringy and funny. And I, yeah, I really like this one. And it's from 2014, Appropriate Behavior. I really recommend it. It's on free, okay, so it's free. I've heard good things about it. 
So, and I've been meaning to watch it. So you have now reminded me to watch it. I think you will like it. Chaotic bisexual. Yeah, because that's one of like the few movies that's cited as like a good representation of like a bis- like actual bisexual representation. Like an actual bisexual representation. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So. And I, yeah, it's it's really good. So I really recommend it. Is it on it. freebie? I'm really, it's on freebie. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. And I, I'm so glad that I finally sat down to watch it because I'd been meaning to for about a year now and it was good. Cool. All right. All right. I will watch it. Finally, a weird story. Stalker movie? Yes. So rounding out the things I've really liked at uh, Chattanooga that we haven't talked about on the podcast is Tearsucker. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, the, have you heard of this? I have. Because here's okay. the thing. The, the Tearsucker account followed me on Twitter. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So <laughs> like the fucking synopsis is weird. So it's basically yeah. emotionally vulnerable women are preyed on by a charming psychopath who wants to suck their tears. And like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. But you know what? It's done in a way that it's like super fucking scary. Like, is it okay? not like nightmare way, but like, so the whole, this there's a, this guy is a creep who goes after women who he knows are emotionally vulnerable and gets and like we're and basically manipulates them into crying so he can lick their tears. And the only way he can get off is if he licks tears off of a woman's face that's horrifying and, in, in so many fucked, ways no it's fucked up so then we meet this woman she's just gotten out of a relationship look there's uh, obviously there's a fucking through line with the movies i've been watching recently like i, mean, I don't I just understand. realized I didn't there's even a through line that. through the movies i talked about today it's all yeah. about like queer sex <laughs> hey, good. That's what we'd all deserve. But this woman just gets out of a relationship. She's trying to, like, get out of the lull of her life and out of her depression, and she's just, like, at a standstill and doesn't know what to do. And then one day she meets, like, goes on a date with a guy. She was on a dating app. She's finally like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna try to, like, get out into the world. And she meets him, and he just is perfect. They like all of the same things, and he's just so kind and empathetic. And then we quickly find out that he is watching, like, She's, she used to do vlogs. So he's watching her vlogs and like learning all about her. And oh. he even like attends her like grief counseling group with his camera off to like learn about her and figure out all of her like insecurities and everything that like really is emotionally triggering for her. Mm. And he like gets into her life and then does like all this weird shit to make like to fuck with her. And then he and like they show multiple times of him jerking off to her like her crying videos. And like it's so fucking creepy and weird and like this really fascinating look at like um see abuse isn't just physical like look at what emotional abuse can look like and it's just like taking that idea of emotional abuse to like the horror level extreme and it's like it's not it's fucking scary (laughs) like it's just really gross (laughs) (laughs) it sounded gross when i read the synopsis i was like what the fuck is this movie and the guy who plays like the psychopath is he is fucking good in a scary way like i don't want to ever see him in a dark alley like he's really it's just it's really bizarre but i really dug it like what it what it's doing um that's another one of those that i think you know people are gonna be like what the fuck is this and like valid but i also think it's way smarter than i think a lot of people are gonna give a credit for hell yeah cool and then just really quickly i watched trim season which i know we've talked about but i really fucking liked it because it wasn't it good witchy queers smoking weed and being psychotic in the woods are you fucking suspiria kidding me? at I, a weed farm suspiria at a weed farm i was texting people like well i guess i was texting josh and i was like i think i'm just like i want to do this 
sand. I want to be the woman in this who's covered in pearls and is just like smoking scary weed. Like incredible movie, incredible vibes. So gay. So like, it's not even that gay, but like the vibes are very queer to me as a yeah. person. <laughs> like it's when we have a yeah, non-binary I really, person really in liked, it. Yeah. And just like the vibes are very much like, like only women, but like you know, and I, there's something about the way the woman, like the the head person acts, that's all also got mm-hmm. that kind of alluring, like older, almost woman. like a, but almost like a drag queen, like a like a like um over accentuated um femininity it's, to her. She does not fit. It's so she feels like she was popped out of a giallo movie into that into yes. like a pretty grounded horror movie, and it makes the movie all the more like all the better for it like it's trying Absolutely. to play with so many weird things and it's just so good i loved it <laughs> i was like this Me is too. everything about this movie is my shit stoner chicks and creepy mommies <laughs> um so yeah chattanooga i haven't watched as much as i usually do but i've watched i have gotten to the point where i have watched more good things than bad things and it's always good very good but yeah shout out to chattanooga for always having some wild shit that like is Mm -hmm. ends up being like the best shit i've ever seen like that's where we saw the wanting mayor that movie changed my goddamn life so like thanks chattanooga changing lives one year at a time (laughs) but yeah that about does it for this week's little cuts so terry who are we talking to on monday we are chatting with kayla cottingham the author (sighs) of my dearest darkest and this delicious death and what did she bring with her why can't I think of what it is? Do you do you remember what it was, Mary Beth? What, what, what yes, I do. About? And she brought with her the best movie ever made, 30 Days of Night. <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. My dear listeners, as you all know, this movie I have imprinted upon despite all of its problems it is a movie that I love so much and I will I explain it in detail about why I love this movie. So I'm so glad Kayla brought it. And also, as you listen to Little Cuts, I've loved My Dearest Darkest. So talking to Mm -hmm. Kayla was super awesome. And she brought one of my favorite movies. So it was just all in all, 10 out of 10 experience. Please listen to it so you can hear me nerd out for an hour about vampires. It's a good episode. And I love both your story and Kayla's story about watching it for the first time. Uh, Just really good. Yeah, they're good good ones. Um, You... If y'all ever wondered, like, what brand of mental illness I have, listen to that episode and you'll kind of get an idea of, like, my brand of mental illness. Um, Right, though? I mean, Terry, come on. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true. It's true. Also, I wanted to throw out that ever since I rewatched Arachnophobia and I was editing the episode, I've started having spider nightmares again. No! I had one again today when I was taking a nap between work and this recording. I was like, I'm really tired. I'm going to lay down. And I had another lucid dream of a spider on the pillow next to me. And oh, I've unlocked no. a new fear because I was like staring at my um, my neti pot. And I was like... <laughs> Just looking at my neti pot. <laughs> Well, I was going to use it. I was waiting for the... No, nothing came out of it, but I was staring at it going, what if I just pour water in there and I just start tipping it and there's a spider in there? Like, that is the intrusive thought that popped in my mind. And so now I... Because I have a... It's a squeeze bottle one. So now, before I use it, I squeeze it to shoot out some water because I'm like... Arachnid water slide? No. No. Little dude on the inner tube, no. <laughs> no. 
no. No spiders, no. When but that the is, booger is the new, inner tube. <laughs> I've unlocked this new fear of it. Now, every literally every time this week that I've I've used my, my neti pot or my little nose washer thingy, because it's not a pot, I, whatever. I'm like afraid that there's going to be a spider in it. So I'm not even that afraid of spiders, but I don't like the idea of living creatures going inside of my body. No, no. Yeah, so that. I'm also scared. This of neti is pots, again. So. Oh really? I love my neti pot, and my allergies have been so bad. It's it's just Fair. this last like month. I won't say anything. Nope, I won't say. Anything. But yeah, so Little this bless. is why, listeners. I said in, in this week's episode that I will never watch this movie again. This is why, because it fucks with my head every time I watch it. So there you go. I have scarred myself for life as an adult watching that movie again. That's the kind of shit we do for you, listeners. So. <laughs> On that goddamn note. Beautiful transition. Why did I just flatline? What the fuck is going on? Okay. All right, listeners. Well, you've heard from us. We want to hear from you. Did you watch anything that we watched and have thoughts? Do you have suggestions for things to cover? Do you have any recommendations for Terry to get over his fear of spiders? <laughs> Send us an email at scarredforlifepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at MB McAndrews. And I'm at Gailey Dreadful. And of course, don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Scarred Podcast. Wait, what is EMDR therapy, Purpurina? Oh boy, okay. Is that flooding? No, EMDR, no, EMDR, I've done it before. It's basically like, it's, it's, it's not hypnosis, but it's like, it's kind of thought of like as like, adjacent in term but it's like actually legitimate in terms of there's a light set up or some kind of like visual stimuli and the light okay. moves back and forth and you follow it okay purpurina if i'm explaining this correct i hope i'm explaining this correctly it's you follow back and forth and then afterward like there's like you have to click these little things and it's kind of setting up the stimuli and then you your therapist will ask you questions um and helps you like kind of regain memories and like process through memories and process trauma it's like a trauma processing therapy basically okay it's rough as shit i will say emdr kicked my ass when i did it (laughs) emdr is like not for the faint of heart it's hard um but yeah it can't be helpful phobias (laughs) um yeah follow us follow, follow the podcast at scarred podcast and please don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe. And then uh, thank you, Derek Power, for our artwork. Thank you to Sean Keller for our music. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please stay safe out there. But most importantly, stay creepy. And until next time. Cause you want a fun break The playful way you scratch is the next choice you should make You can make your dog's leg kick and scratch with that You could even grab a laser pointer And use your cat You can build yourself a homemade scratching machine Or use a piece from your chest set Go ahead, grab the queen Scratch like a DJ with your record player A cactus could scratch off that scratchable layer Cause when it comes to scratching There's a million playful ways Thanks to scratchers from the California lottery A little play can make your day Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase, play, or claim. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. 
And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What is The Briefing Room? It's a behind-the-scenes look at how the criminal justice system works and the lives of the people within that system. If you love true crime, well, these are the real people who do the job every day of making sure justice is served. Hi, I'm Detective Dave. I'm Detective Dan. Together, we have decades of experience in local law enforcement, a profession that we think is often misunderstood. So we're going to explore how to do it right, and we won't shy away from when it's done wrong. These are stories you'll hear nowhere else. Unique, frank, and unvarnished. From the team that brought you Small Town Dicks, this is The Briefing Room. Episode 1 drops on August 30th. We'll meet you in The Briefing Room. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.